You are now listening to The Nosebleeds with your hosts, Kush Parikh and Corey Johnson. Be sure to check us out weekly on Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on social media to stay up to date with the podcast on Twitter at the underscore nosebleeds. That's K-N-O-W-S bleeds. Instagram at the nosebleeds and on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the nosebleeds. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Nosebleeds Podcast. That's K-N-O-W-S Bleeds. It's your boy. You already know it's your boy, Kish, and I'm here with my co-host. As always, Mr. Corey Johnson. Corey, it's been a minute since we've been on the podcast. How you doing? How you been? Uh, good, man. Good. Good to be back on the Nosebleeds. Good to be talking sports and good to finally be talking about the NFL, baby. That's exactly what we're going to do because NFL season starts today. We got the Cowboys and the Buccaneers playing on Thursday night football. Hell of a game to kick off the season. So let's get into it because we're going to give you guys our preseason predictions and how we think the playoffs are going to shape out and our Super Bowl prediction as well so let's get into it let's start off with the afc the afc east we're gonna go by division and we're gonna go in order of first to last in each division so let's start off with the winners of the afc east last year that was the buffalo bills their win total vegas has them at 11 wins what's your prediction i got the bills going 13 and 4 6 and 0 in the division they're by far for me the best team in this division in the AFC East. Um, there might be a shout maybe for Miami to maybe try to dethrone them or New England, depending on what their team looks like this year. But I still feel like Josh Allen is certified the best quarterback as far as right now. We know he's the best quarterback in this division. We know what he's capable of. We know that offense is capable of getting it done. That defense uh has its ups and downs at times but it's definitely capable of getting the job done and i think that based off what we seen them do last season just one season ago and you know um how they were able to accomplish so much and to achieve so many different things winning their first playoff game and god knows how long and being just one win away from getting to the super bowl almost you know pulling out the upset against the chiefs but just falling short so I think they're going to be motivated this year to not only duplicate their success, but even try to have a better season than they had a year ago. I'm right there with you. I got them finishing first in the division, winning it and going 13 as four and four as well. The offense, it honestly, in my opinion, got better from last year. They added Emmanuel Sanders to it. And the crazy thing is they still have Brian Dabble, their offense coordinator, who was one of the lead candidates to get a head coaching gig after last season. So that is huge for the offense and huge for Mm -hmm. Josh Allen, who could be an MVP candidate this year. And they're, they're bringing back basically the same defense, which helped them to 13 and three record last year. So I don't see how the same team with more chemistry and experience with one another is going to help them to win back-to-back AFC East championships. Moving on, we got the Miami Dolphins, their win total Vegas has it at nine and a half. Where do you have them finishing? I got the Dolphins going 10 and seven. Um, I know that last year I was really high on them to make the playoffs. Just missed out, unfortunately. Shout out to Cody Mola over there. Um, but I know that this year 
is kind of like a make. It's like they got to make the playoffs this year. They're desperate to make the playoffs this year. There's obviously rumors around what they'll do as far as maybe a potential trade with Sean Watson. Only time will tell what happens with that. But overall, with the team makeup right now, with Tua Tagovailoa as their quarterback, they have a solid team. It's just whether or not they can be consistent for me. And the consistency is going to have to be on the shoulders of their young star quarterback. And if he's able to get things going, able to get things cooking, able to get his team playing like how he was playing when he started for Alabama, I mean, this is going to be a team that people are going to have to recognize. Um, They did a good job in keeping hold of uh, Xavier Howard, who looked like he was almost on his way out with all the trade rumors circulating and him potentially requesting a trade. But them being able to keep him is – Huge for their defense. Dude was, you know, Mr. Mr. Uh, interception last season. So it's big time for their defense if they kept hold of him. And I just think that with Brian, Brian Flores and this team, again, running it back, this has got to be a playoff season for me. And I think they make it finally. I have him going 11 and six, finishing third in the division, though. I think the offense, first of all, it's two era now. It's underway in Miami with Fitzmagic out and whatever's going to happen with Sean Watson. But let's say, let's leave the speculation out of it. Tua, I mean, he has new weapons in Jalen Waddle, who's their first pick in the draft, and then Will Fuller, who they got from the Texans, um, but who is suspended the first game of the season. But the new, and then the offensive line, they have some new faces on there too. So could be beneficial, could be a little rough for Tua. But in my opinion, I think the defense has approved a lot. Um, they went in the first round with their second pick in the first round with Jalen Phillips, and then they got some new defensive backs to go along with Byron Jones and, like you mentioned, Xavier Howard. So I really like this team going into this year. I think they're going to fit. They they have a very good possibility to make the playoffs, especially with this coaching staff. You mentioned Brian Flores, one of the most one of the best coaches in the league already in his, what, third season it is now. So mm-hmm. I could definitely see them make the playoffs. But the other team I have over them has the tiebreaker, and that's why I have them just missing out on the playoffs. And that is the New England Patriots. Their win total is at nine and a half. Where do you have them finishing? I have them finishing just under the Miami Dolphins at eight and nine. Um, the only thing for me is I feel like they'll have a – a big improvement from last season. Um, They were missing some guys, obviously through uh, COVID and uh, guys opting out. They're also splurged in free agency and decided to make Mac Jones, their QB one instead of Cam Newton cutting him. And I think that it's going to be interesting to see what Mac Jones can do. He looked really good in the preseason was just sitting back in the pocket, throwing it, slinging it looking like a certain number 12 that used to be out there, but we won't make that comparison whoa, quite just whoa, yet. Whoa. Won't make that comparison <laughs> quite just yet, but Mike Jones was playing lights out in the preseason. People were saying that the dude already knew the playbook and was trying to help Cam with the playbook, even though he just got there. So They were saying that he was using his, I don't know if it's his fiance, wife, or girlfriend, yeah, yeah. but in the front yard, trying yeah. to run plays to yeah. learn the playbook. So exactly. it's dedication. So dedication for sure. And already he's showing uh, Patriots fans that they're going to enjoy his, him as a young uh, up-and-coming quarterback. But I think it's just going to be a lot of pressure for him this first season. And I think there's going to be a lot of expectations, obviously. But I, I just don't really know if he's going to be able to get the job done. Not saying it's going to all, all be on him. It's also, you know, factoring that the Patriots typically don't get off to the best of starts whenever the season starts. And they usually don't hit their flow and stride 
to the second half of the season, but that was Patriots then. This is Patriots now. And they have a lot more fresh faces, a lot more new guys that need to get acclimated to that Belichick system. How long is it going to take for them to be able to get acclimated into that system and then fully be able to be back to that dominant defensive type team that they were a couple seasons ago? I just don't see it happening for them. And I think that they just miss out on the playoffs. Yeah, it was tough between them and the Dolphins, but they when I did uh, you know the 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 schedule predictions, I I had the Patriots having the tiebreaker over the Dolphins, and you mentioned Mac Jones. It's his team now after Cam Newton got released, and they splurged in the offseason. Something that you don't see the Patriots doing in the offseason. They got Matt Judon, Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith, Nelson Aguilar, and more that I'm not even mentioning. And on top of that, they're getting a lot of their guys coming back for, that opted out last year. I think they had eight guys opt out last year, eight starters, I should say, that opted out last year uh, because of COVID. So, I mean, this team definitely got better. Um, Mac Jones, I think he is poised. I saw something crazy in practice. I think he completed like 12 passes in a row like and, and this was against the starting defense as well too so mm-hmm. so i mean it's there, there's some uh good news coming out of the patriots camp about mac jones and that's why they let go of cam newton and they went rode with mac jones as a starting quarterback which they haven't taken a first round quarterback in god knows how long mm. let alone start a rookie quarterback uh in his season in the first game of the season so I think there's a Bill Belichick is still there, but he's kind of adjusting to the newer NFL now still with his IQ that he has. But the big thing for the Patriots, that's going to be a big loss was that they lost the former defensive player of the year, Stefan Gilmore, who mm. will start on the PUP list after he tore his quad at the end of last season, had surgery. So he's still recovering from that. But I think this team is a lot better than last year. I think Mac Jones has the poise to help this team get to the playoffs and, you know, Pat fans are going to rejoice as uh, they normally do in the playoffs. <laughs> Last but not least, we got the New York Jets. Their win total is at six. Where do you have them? Six. Damn, that's high. That's pretty high for me. But uh, New York Jets, um, obviously, they went ahead and got uh, Zach Wilson. But I think he's going to be their brightest piece. And it's going to be intriguing to see what he can do all season. Probably going to be running around a lot. But uh, I think I got them at three and 14. Uh, I just don't see this team really being able to cause a lot of the other division teams in the, in, in the AFC East, excuse me, uh, a whole lot of difficulties and a whole lot of troubles because it's the jets. Unfortunately it's the jets. And when it's the jets, you know, jet fans were happy about their preseason. They felt like things looking you know positive, but I mean, once we hit the season, we already know what's going to happen. We already know that the Jets are going to turn back into the Jets. They're going to have the struggles that they normally do. But, I mean, hey, maybe things turn around this year. I mean, a lot of New York teams have been playing pretty good. I mean, the Knicks had a pretty good season. Uh, the Mets having a pretty good season this year. So, I mean, who's to say the Jets don't surprise Yankees everybody? on the comeback. Yeah, Yankees on the comeback. So, I mean, hey, who's to say that the Jets don't surprise everybody and have a good season this year? But I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't see it happening either. I have them finishing last at four and thirteen, but I will say they are the new New York Jets, new <laughs> head coach, new starting quarterback, new uh, running back in their fourth round pick, Michael Carter, and a new starting wide receiver. So a lot of new faces on the Jets roster. Biggest one being the one that you mentioned, Zach Wilson, uh, with the second overall pick. 
in the 2021 draft. And I think, I mean, he's getting a lot of like, a lot of people are knocking him, like saying that, you know, <laughs> maybe they should have taken Justin Fields, but I have, I have high hopes for Zach Wilson, uh, especially now that the Jets have a competent head coach and Robert Sala and Adam Gase is out of there. I think a lot of the other players will play to their full potential and i think a lot of people are also knocking the jets offensive line but i think they're a little under i don't think they're good but i don't think they're bad i think they're they're decent they're average where we know the past couple years jets offensive line has been one of the some of the worst in the league so um i think they did a good job you know helping protect their new shiny quarterback in uh, Zach Wilson. So I have high hopes for this Jets team, but when it comes down to their schedule, it's pretty tough and to give them wins this season. So that's why I have them <laughs> going four and 13, but I do think they're definitely finally trending in the right direction. And plus I think they have an extra first round pick next year from the Seahawks uh, from that Jamal Adams trade. So well, let's will. just hope that uh, Zach Wilson doesn't see any ghosts like uh, his predecessor, Sam Darnold, was. <laughs> let's move on to the AFC North. We had the Pittsburgh Steelers win last year. Their win total this year is at eight and a half. Where do you have them? I have them finishing eight and nine this year. Just missing out on the playoffs, finishing third in the division. Um, I feel like this year is going to be a bit of a shock of reality because the Pittsburgh Steelers, for the first time, since I can remember, at least, are not the best team in the division outright. Outright. Like, you, everybody kind of is putting the Browns, the Ravens, above them 100% uh, at the start of the season. And I'm right there with them. And I just feel like the Steelers are in this weird, like, purgatory mix of teams where they should probably rebuild, but they have, like, a decent enough team to where they can still be pretty competitive. But at the same time, Ben Roethlisberger still there as the quarterback. Don't really know what's happening as far as like um, if they're going to improve defensively because they got destroyed by Cleveland in that playoff game. So uh, if they don't want that to happen again and they want to be in the conversation to make the playoffs this year, then they're definitely going to have to be better defensively because they kind of had a cakewalk for the first half of the season last year. And then second half of last season, just, totally went downhill like Kush called and uh I just think that Steelers this year are kind of gonna get a reality check that hey it's ain't your division no more buddy and uh they're gonna have to suffer and hell down to third place yeah I haven't finishing third as well at 10 and 7 though uh so I think still think they're gonna be a decent team but the biggest thing going into the season is the Steelers, and I'm a little bit jealous, is their brand-new weapon in the backfield, first-round pick Najee Harris, who should be a very, very solid player for this team, um, so long as their offensive line holds up. The only reason why I have them missing the playoffs is because of their offensive line. They lost a good amount of key uh, starters on that offensive line and didn't really replace them. So, I mean, we talk about this receiving core. They're one of the best. They got uh, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith, and Deontay Johnson. Uh, and also they got Eric Ebron as well, too. But <laughs> Big Ben, he's almost touching 40 years old. And you can definitely tell that age is catching up to him. But not he's not like Tom Brady at all. <laughs> no, not at all. But the one thing that the Steelers will always have going for them is their defense. They lost Bud Dupree, but they got a solid replacement uh, in Melvin Ingram. Yeah, they had that bad game against Cleveland, but they're still going to show out in the regular season and maybe even postseason. I think that was just a bad game 
by them in the playoffs. Um, but the reason I have them missing the playoffs is because a couple other teams in this division have gotten better. And even in this conference, you can say have gotten better. And I don't think the Steelers got better this season. Moving on, we got Baltimore Ravens uh, finished second last year. Their win total this season is 11 games. Where do you have them? Kush, I don't know if you'll be happy about this, but we'll see. I got them going 12 and five this year, coming in second place. But I got them being five and one in the division. So I only see them losing one game in the division. But I think they're just going to have to settle for second place, though. But that's not to say that it's going to be a bad season. I think it's just going to be a weird one because I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how good is this Ravens team going to be? Because uh, we obviously know Lamar Jackson, MVP caliber quarterback. We obviously know that he can get it going. It's just at times I think that the offense kind of has weird uh has has like weird spells when they come up against really strong teams like uh the T- Tennessee Titans at some point or the Buffalo Bills any Jeez. team that has like a like a really good defense is going to give them some issues and i think when you're in a division with probably arguably one of the strongest if not the strongest defense in the NFL and the Cleveland Browns it's going to be a pretty difficult time to you know pimp them to go into first place so i think that the ravens are going to have a good year this year but how far they go outside the regular season is going to be dependent on how big they're able to get the offense going and how uh, and if the defense can be able to, you know, make sure the offense continuously is able to maximize and get points on the board. Because I, I just don't know if it's going to be enough for them, what they currently have on the roster at this point in time, for them to supersede the Browns. I have them finishing in second place as well, 12 and five. Uh, and well, we'll get to the other team that finishes first. But I mean, for the Ravens, the devastating news was them losing J.K. Dobbins, who went down with an ACL injury. Right. But a lot of people don't know about Gus Bus, Gus Edwards, and he will put himself on the map because he is going to surprise a lot of people that aren't familiar with him. And he is more than capable of handling the rushing load with Lamar Jackson. So I think losing J.K. Dobbins, yeah, that's a little brutal when it comes to the passing game. But the passing game uh, for the Ravens, they don't really check it down to the running back. So that's I, I think Gus Edwards is going to fit in nicely for uh, the loss of J.K. Dobbins. But if you look at this team on paper, they're very similar to last season. But actually going into this season, they have a healthy offensive line, which towards the middle and end of last season, they did not have a healthy offensive line, which you clearly saw was a big struggle for this offense. So, and their biggest need in the off season was wide receiver. And they went out and got Sammy Watkins from the chiefs and then drafted in the first round, Rashad Bateman, who was starting off the season on the injury reserve list, but is most likely going to be back after week four. So like the Steelers, the Ravens always pride themselves off of their defense. And I think it's going to be same story this year. Their defense is going to be amazing. And on top of that, I think the offense is maybe if they don't even take another step, even with them being where they were in the regular season last year, still a top five offense in the league uh, the last two years, I think they're going to be more than solid and they're going to go 12 and five, which is not a bad record. That'll actually win you a division in a lot of other divisions, but (laughs) 
It's just the AFC North is very tough, and that's because the Cleveland Browns are in this division, and their win total is at 10.5 this season. So a half game under the Ravens. Where do you have them? Uh, I got them going 13-4. and four. Um, I know a lot of people are excited about this Cleveland Browns team, and outrightly, you should be. I mean, the defense is scary. Uh, you got pass rushers. You got, you know, safeties. But at the same time, you also look at the offense, too, and the offense is scary. Odell Beckham coming back, that's going to be a scary look. Going to be interesting to see what he looks like, you know, coming off another, you know, injury. But I think that the a lot of the, you know, pundits and people that are saying that this team is just going to, you know, dominate outright, kind of pump the brakes a little bit, a little bit. I mean, this is still the Cleveland Browns. You know, winning is still an adjustment for them. They're still just getting used to winning. But – I think it's going to be a fun season overall. I think they're going to be able to, you know, have one of the best, you know, home records in the NFL. They're going to be a fortress. The dog pound is going to be a difficult place to play, especially with fans coming back into the stadium this season. It's going to be very, 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 very crazy down in Cleveland. And I think they're going to be rewarded this year with all the stuff they've done in the offseason, with all the hard work they put in. They're finally going to be atop of the AFC North. And maybe, maybe, maybe just maybe try to have a Super Bowl push this year. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm going 14 and three. And even though I'm a Ravens fan, I feel like this has been the team I've talked about the most this offseason just because of all the hype around them. And Corey may not believe in all the hype. But me, on the other hand, even though I don't I don't like to say I believe in the hype and I believe that. They are a very, very good team. I believe they had an A-plus offseason, A-plus-plus, if I could give it to them. They didn't take a step (laughs) back offensively. They're getting OBJ back, like you said. And on uh, on the defensive side of things, I think they took a big leap forward. Signed Jadavion Clowney, signed John Johnson, Troy Hill, Malik Jackson, and drafted one of the steals in uh, the draft in Jeremiah Wosu-Koromoa. I've been raving about him. Just you guys watch. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't play well against the Ravens, but every other team, that's fine. But I, I really don't see this team losing a lot of games this season, especially since their uh, roster is absolutely loaded and they have a head coach who is finally staying and they're not changing out head coaches. So Kevin Stefanski is here to stay. And I think the Browns will do great things this year so i'm personally not going to bet on them but if you want to i would suggest (laughs) betting on them just because i don't want any excuse to root for them so (laughs) but i would i would definitely suggest you guys do moving on we got the cincinnati Bengals. their win total is at six and a half this season where do you have them finishing Corey? i'm gonna go with five and twelve um i feel like this is gonna be a a good step in the right direction. I know that, you know, they're going to be finishing in last place again this year, but I think that they're still on that rebuilding trajectory. Um, you know, we'll have to take a look and see what Joe Burrow looks like in season two. I know he was doing really well up until when he got hurt, but uh, I just am excited to see what he looks like, um, you know, coming off a serious injury like he had experienced a season ago. Um, also, you know, interested to see what their uh what their defense is going to look like as well because um i i know that you know cincinnati of years past they kind of pride themselves on having like a really tough hard-nosed defense so i'm curious to see what they look like but overall i mean 
can't really say a whole lot about them. I think that they're not going to be one of the worst teams, but they're not going to be one of the best either. So I think that it's going to be a pretty mellow year for them. But curious to see what Joe Burrow looks like. I feel like I'm about to do the Bengals kind of dirty. I have them going three and 14 just because <laughs> I feel like they are better than the three win team, but a lot of their games they are playing. I feel like they're going to be the underdogs, the inferior mm. team, but barely, just barely. And I feel like they're going to be in a lot of these close games, kind of like what you saw with the chargers last year, how they right. were losing <laughs> games by one possession. I think they, I don't even know how many they had, like six or eight or something like that. Oh my God. Um, so I think this team is like that just, but, I don't think it's going to be be because of bad coaching. It possibly could be because I don't have faith in Zach Taylor. But um, I also just think that this team, the main reason why I only have them winning three games is because their offensive line is one of the worst in the league. They have right. an, an injury-prone running back in Joe Mixon. They have a young, mm-hmm. promising quarterback who just had knee surgery, and they didn't go out and get alignment to protect him in the draft when Penny Sewell was there. Instead, they draft another receiver and old teammate of Joe Bur- Burrow in uh, Jamar Chase, and they unloaded the Brinks truck for Trey Hendrickson in the offseason. So I don't know. They made some questionable moves in the offseason. Uh, I could eat my words, but I don't think I'm going to. So I, I think that they'll be in a lot of close games, like I said, this season, because uh, on paper, they have a lot of talent on this team, but talent doesn't always turn into uh, productivity. So I think that's the case in Cincinnati this year. Let's move on to the AFC South. We have the winners of the division last year, the Tennessee Titans. Their win total, Vegas has them at nine wins. Where do you have them? Nine wins. Damn. Pretty hard nose. <laughs> but, okay, Vegas. Uh, I got them going 13 and four, man. I feel like they made some, you know, good moves in the offseason. Would they have loved to have, you know, maybe – upgraded the the defensive line a little bit or you know done a little bit more tinkering with that defense maybe but I feel like whenever you go out and splurge and get a wide receiver weapon like Julio Jones I mean that's a pretty good it's a pretty good move to make to be able to bolster up so now not only can they run the ball with Derrick Henry who was you know so dominant yet again last season now you also have the option of if teams want to stack the box you can go ahead and throw it to a Julio and be able to, you know, just bomb that down the field. So I think that they kind of got the best of both worlds, but the only thing is, is like, is that defense going to be able to hold up for them? And I still think that they're going to have like a type of season where they're going to be giving up a lot of points, but I think that they'll be able to be right there and nip and tuck with teams. And when they got, you know, a lot of different weapons to be able to go to, and as long as Tannehill is focused and is playing his A game, then they should be able to win a lot more games than nine wins. So I got them going 13 and four and winning the division. I got them going 12 and five. Uh, This team that won the division last year, and then they go out and add Julio Jones to their team for a second round pick. So you're looking at a team with an underrated quarterback in Tannehill, one of the or actually the best rushing running back in the game, a young star in A.J. Brown. And then you go out and add Quinteris Lopez Jones. If you didn't know, that's Julio Jones' real name. Yeah, like you mentioned, you hit the nail on the head with their defense. Biggest concern to this team, uh, especially their secondary, especially being in the AFC with great passing offenses like the Chiefs, the Chargers, you could say the Steelers, the Browns, and other teams too. So – 
against AFC, they, their secondary doesn't look that great outside of Kevin Byard, maybe. And then Caleb Farley, if he can pan out to be the rookie that people expected, but he's had two back surgeries. So that's why it's kind of concerning for him. But given the division they're in, which I think is the worst in the AFC, uh, I think it will be a cakewalk for them to win their second straight uh, AFC South title. Moving on, we got the Colts finished second last year. Their win total is at nine as well this year. Where do you have them finishing? Got them finishing second, eight and nine. And that's strictly probably because of the fact of I don't know how good uh, – I don't really know how good they're going to be this year, to be honest with you, because I was all psyched up for them to get Carson Wentz and I was kind of, you know, excited to see what he was going to look like. And then boom, he goes down with the injury. And so <laughs> it's just like, damn, bro, we can't even get, can't even get on the field. <laughs> yeah. And then already get, gets hit with an injury. So I know he's going to be out for a few weeks. And no, they, they, they said he's actually going to be ready for week one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. going to be ready for week one, but yes. Okay. He's made a but glass. St- but still, still, you know, throughout the season, you still don't even know what you're going to get with, uh, with him. So we don't know if he'll be able to last the entire season, hopefully, but you know, we'll, t- we'll see how things go. But overall, I think Indy has a, a really solid overall team, man. Um, I think they continue to be that under the radar team that just, you know, is flying under the radar and it's just making moves in silence and trying to, you know, uh, be in the mix as far as playoff teams go, but I don't see them being a contender. I don't see them being somebody who's going to put a whole lot of fear into a lot of the elite teams in the NFL. And I think that ultimately they're just going to miss out on a playoff spot similar to the Patriots. I am going nine and eight, um, went out and got Carson Wentz to replace Phillip Rivers this offseason. Like you mentioned, Wentz already getting banged up uh, before the season starts, but he'll be ready for week one. But who's to say he doesn't get injured again? Not wishing that upon him. Not wishing that upon him, but, you know, history. (laughs) That's what it is. Um, The Colts last season, they went 11 and five. But with Wentz at quarterback now, I think – you're not taking a step back, but you're running the risk with him getting injured again. Like last year, they had Jacoby Brissett as their backup, who was who has starting experience in this league. So if Phillip Rivers went down, it's not like, oh, my God, all right, season's over. Like you have a very, uh, you know, competent backup quarterback this year it's jacob eason which i'm not saying jacob eason is bad i actually like jacob eason but he has zero snaps under center under his uh belt in the regular season i should say so i mean if carson wentz goes down which is not far-fetched it's going to be kind of tough and that's when you're kind of messing with this entire team season so and then on the defensive end they lost key edge rusher in uh justin houston but they addressed it by getting quitty pay in the first round. So we know injuries are going to happen this season and it's the worst part about the game, but this team, you know, one of the few teams that aren't equipped with backups once their starters go down um, and possibly if they go down for a season long injury. So that's why I have them at nine and eight. Um, Cause if they go down, I don't see how this team can replace them. Moving on, we got the Houston Texans finished third last season. Their win total this season is at four games. Where do you have them this season? Uh, I think I got to go with them finishing last place here. Uh, two and 15 season for me, and that's pretty generous uh, on the prospects of what you see on paper. Um, just been such a dumpster fire uh, off season for them. And the past couple of uh, seasons has not been all that well. But, man, I did not think that they would end up here in this situation right now. 
trying to figure out what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, whether or not he's going to be, you know, with the whole situation going on with the legal battle. And then also the same thing about, will he still be a Texan <laughs> in, uh, in the organization? And then you look at the fact that they lost so many key pieces that was a part of, you know, their franchise and they are legitimately in a rebuilding situation at this point in time. So, I mean, the prospects don't even look good as far as, you know, trying to tank, but, but overall, I, I think that uh, Houston might shock some people on, on, on week one and might might get that first win. Uh, and then other than that, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see anything else happening for, for the rest of the season. So I do not see this team winning a single game. I've been going 0-17, the first 0-17 in NFL history. So uh, this this team's going to be on the level of like the dog days of like the Browns, the Jets, the Lions, and even some more names I can't think of right now. But Tyrod Taylor has been named the starter for the season. Um, and that, that I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to play a single snap this season. Mm. And they brought in David Culley, who was the passing coordinator for the Ravens. Mind you, the Ravens that finished uh, last place in passing yards <laughs> last year. So it just I feel like it's wrong move after wrong move. Oh, and to add a cherry on top, they went out and signed like 20 running backs <laughs> in Mark Ingram <laughs> and Philip Lindsay. So <laughs> there, there's that. And they, like you mentioned, they lost a lot of key players, a lot of starters and has had a drama filled offseason. So I feel like the lack of talent and the atmosphere in that organization throughout the season that's going to be there, I think it's just a recipe for disaster. And that's why I have him going winless this season. Moving on, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars had the worst record in the league last year, had the number one pick, and now their win total is at six and a half. Where do you have them at? I got them finishing at third, three and 14. It's going to be adjustment period for them, especially for Trevor Lawrence, who, mind you, has never in his history of playing football, the sport of football, has never had a losing season in his life. Boy, are you in for a reality check? But also, not only that, you add on Urban Meyer, who's in for a reality check, goes from being in the comfy home of Ohio State, where you get to automatically book your spot in the Big Ten championship game and has no sort of like worries whatsoever. But now it's like, bro, it's 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 real now. It's like you got to deal with tough, tough teams now. And I think that it's going to be intriguing to see the Urban Meyer experience. I mean, we already got to see the Tim Tebow experience experiment in the off season uh, with preseason. So, and that didn't really pan out. So I think a lot of the microscope is going to be more so on urban than it is going to be on Trevor Lawrence. I mean, obviously everybody's going to tune in to see what Trevor Lawrence is going to do and how he's going to perform. But I think there's a lot of pressure on urban Meyer to really get this team, at least not having no one expects him to win, but to have like a uh, something to 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 be positive about and optimistic about, because if if you're kind of like trying to throw it back to you know the old days and trying to get the band back together and trying to just do like wacky dacky you know stuff, uh, a lot of you know pundits and a lot of the media is going to come down hard on you. And I'm just wondering, can he handle the pressure of the NFL media? Because the NFL media is no joke. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as well. I have him going four and twelve. 
Um, I feel like the Jaguars and the Jets are very similar. You know, new head coach, new quarterback, uh, new receivers. And then in Jaguars' case, they have some new faces on defense. But the big story throughout the season is going to be Trevor Lawrence's rookie year and Urban Meyer's NFL debut season. So I think you're talking about Trevor Lawrence, the probably the most hyped prospect going into the draft since Andrew Luck. Probably the most polished prospect since Andrew Luck. So... I mean, all eyes are going to be on him. And he looked damn good his last start in the preseason, going 11 for 12 against the Cowboys, two touchdowns. So I think there is definitely promise for this Jaguars team, but I just don't think they're there yet. I think they're on the up and up. And uh, like you mentioned, I think more than Trevor Lawrence is going to be all eyes on Urban Myers and see how he can adjust to the NFL game rather than college football. So, and then you look at their backfield, they have uh, their surprise running back from last season, James Robinson, who will be poised to do the same thing he did last year. But I think the expectations are going to be a little higher this year since he did it last year. And especially since their first round pick, uh, Travis Etienne, went down with a season ending injury. So it's going to be definitely be tough. But I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are pretty talented on paper, but having a rookie quarterback and having a rookie head coach is something I'm not willing to bet on that will be successful. Let's move on to the AFC West. We have the AFC champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Their win total is the highest at 12 and a half. Where do you have them finishing? I got them going 14 and three. Um, I think that this is a revenge season. I mean, you even saw Travis Kelsey shave off the beard. Man's is Man's is serious. He's not playing no games this year, bro. I don't know if you saw that, but he was just getting roasted on Twitter. So he posted a profile picture of him drawing in his beard back in. <laughs> it was it was gold. It was gold. Yeah, but I I, I think that they're not playing around. I think uh, they were kind of riding off the hype of uh, winning the Super Bowl last season, and that was uh, they were kind of more so like you know just so uh, trying to ride, trying to get back to the you know. They were thinking that they were going to have an easy cakewalk, but I think this year they already know, looking at their schedule, they don't have an easy schedule by any means, at least on paper. They got some tough games right out the gate, and I think if they're not careful, they could easily have an uh, 0-3 start. But, I mean, to be honest, though, I think that the Chiefs are the best team in the conference still. Um, I don't think any team really usurped them as far as the moves that they made in the offseason. You know, you could say that the Bills got closer to them, I would say. But um, that offensive line majorly got an upgrade, in my opinion. Um, but, I mean, there were, you know, I've seen like a few clips on Twitter of, you know, Mahomes still scrambling in the preseason and throwing a few ducks here and there. So, I mean, make of that what you will. Maybe they have a slow start to the first few games. But once they hit their stride, I think they're going to be that same juggernaut team that people are going to have so many difficulties dealing with. And, Ultimately, I got them being the best team in the AFC and the best team in the AFC West. I'm right there with you. I got them finishing first. I think this is a no-brainer. I have them going 14-3 and as well. I mean, it's the Chiefs. Last time I checked, they still have Patrick Mahomes. They still have Tyreek Hill. They still have Travis Kelsey. And Andy Reid is still their head coach. But like you mentioned, their O-line struggled mightily in the Super Bowl. And what did they do? They went out, got Orlando Brown Jr., Joe Thune, and Lauren DuVernay-Tardif is coming back from when he opted out last season. But they are a little banged up right now. Kyle Long's injured. Uh, DuVernay-Tardif is injured right now, too. So once they get that offensive line back, I think 
will be the we'll see the Chiefs be dominant as we know them to be. But um, this defense isn't going to really blow you away. But I think the offense is so damn good that their defense just has to do their job and be you know good enough. And uh, but my biggest concern with this team, and this may not even be that big of a concern is them losing Sammy Watkins. He was injured a good amount of the time than he was at wide receiver too. But when he was on the field, he did open up the field more. And I don't think they have a legit wide receiver too. I don't think Miko Hardman, I don't think uh, Byron Pringle or Demarcus Robinson are the answer. But then again, when you have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, maybe you don't need a wide receiver too. So I think maybe they'll just be good with them too. So that's why I got the Chiefs winning the division. Next up, we have the, I almost said Oakland Raiders. This is year number two. Come on, Kush. Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they finished second last year. Their win total is at seven games. Where do you have them? Yeah, get it right, Kush. It's Vegas, baby. Nah, but <laughs> they're going to be finishing in third, 6-11 for me. I think this is the year where they say goodbye to John Gruden as well. Um, I, I think this that is only going to be what year four of his yeah. 10 year contract. <laughs> I know, wow. I, know. Boot. I know, but I feel like the, the pressure of, you know, moving into a new stadium and the expectation of them being somewhat good in, in that conversation to challenge for a playoff spot, you know, fans are going to be expecting a lot. And I think people are kind of expecting them to start tr- trending in that trajectory, now, I don't think a lot of people have them being anywhere into the playoffs or, you know, making any sort of moves into the playoffs. And who knows, maybe injuries, maybe they can still, you know, get into that conversation. But I, I just think that they had their window and they kind of their window has gotten shut on on them. And I just don't know unless they decide to start, you know, making some moves. I think they should just either start heading towards rebuilding or they should probably think about uh you know trying to make a move here or there that will improve their team because i just don't the what i see on the roster is a, a team that is average and you know i think that's why i got to give them six and eleven because i think that they can win games i just don't think they'll you know give a lot of the elite teams uh, a difficult time yeah couldn't have said it better myself six and eleven as well i said in the last episode that this team just lacks identity they're not bad enough to be at the, to have a top 10 pick in the draft, but they're not good enough to make the playoffs either. So, I, I mean, they're in a weird situation right now, kind of like the Washington Wizards, if you want to compare it to the NBA. Um, but Derek Carr, he's only getting older. He doesn't have the best wide receiving core. The Raiders traded away two of their best offensive linemen this offseason. So, I mean, it's not, it's not looking good for Derek Carr and this offense. And then uh, they did try to address the linebacker and defensive backs on defense, but I just don't think it's enough for them to compete in the AFC, let alone the AFC West. Moving on, we got the Los Angeles Chargers. Their win total is at nine and a half wins. Where do you have them at? I was all in on them last year, and I'm all in on them again, man. I feel like they finally got a breakthrough. They finally got a breakthrough. No more losing winnable games. No more losing games by one score or less. It's like, come on, guys. Like, you guys got to get you got to get your stuff together. And I think this is going to be the year, man. This is going to be the year. I think that uh, they're going to have a, a, a big boost with fans coming back to the stands as well. And I think also they're, they're they have fans. looking. <laughs> damn, damn. Shout out to Kyle Fulbright. <laughs> <laughs> 
but <laughs> but ultimately, I think Chargers got a lot going for them on both sides of the ball, and I especially like what they got on that offensive side of the ball with Justin Herbert under center, um, Keenan Allen still there, and I, I feel like this team is not going to be spoken about as having you know a, a big time season this year. But I think twelve and five, man, I, I can feel that happening for them. They could be kind of like the Bills were a season ago, where nobody expects them to do well, and they just shock everybody and make it to the postseason. And I think that's what they're going to do here, finishing in second, twelve and five, bucket. Chargers, that's where they're gonna be. I have them uh finishing eleven and six this season. Uh I think we forget, but the Chargers, what was that? I think it was 2016 or 2018. I can't remember, but they were a very good team. And uh they were like they were giving the Chiefs problems, but then again, that was before Mahomes. But uh the Chargers were a solid team. They were like actually a Super Bowl contender, and that's still think that they can be but last year i said they would win five games or six games and a lot of people came after me because of that but i told you <laughs> i said they're good they're good and that's why i have them at 11 and 6 that they're they're a good team but injuries is always their problem they're yep. probably the most injury prone team in the nfl and you saw that last year and you've seen that the year before so in the year I, before that <laughs> But I, I just feel like this year they have a competent head coach. Anthony Lynn is out. Brandon Staley is in, who was the defensive coordinator for the Rams last season. So I think now that they have a competent head coach, I think that the Chargers are going to be good and live up to their expectations. Um, and especially after their quarterback who of the future, who just won rookie of the year last year, broke almost all the passing rookie passing records. Um, and they went out and made sure that he was protected. They used their first round pick on Rashawn Slater to tackle. And then they signed uh, one of the best centers in the league in Corey Lindsley. So they offensively, they're looking very, very good, but if their defense and O-line can finally stay healthy. I think this team is a threat and will definitely make the playoffs and maybe make noise in the, in the playoffs as well too. Let's move on. We got the Broncos. They finished last, last season. Their win total this season is eight and a half. Where do you have them? I got them going six and 11 Broncos. I like the fact that they got Teddy B, um, but other than they that, named their starter. Yep. Yeah, other than that, I mean, the Broncos, again, similar to the Raiders, not saying that they don't have any identity, but I feel like their identity is obviously their defense, but outside of that, it's like offensively, the jury is really out for me. And I'm just not that confident in what they got going on. I mean, they, like I said, uh, they obviously lost uh, Corey Lindsay, who I feel like was having a really solid you know, season for them a year ago. Um, Cortland Sutton, I remember he was, you know, doing things a couple of years ago. But other than that, I mean, like Denver is going to be that team that I think once you come, when you come, when they, they, they'll be a good home team. But as far as like going on the road, I just don't know how they're going to be able to perform. And in this division with the Chargers and the, the Chiefs, I think it's always going to be difficult for them. But uh, they can give a lot of different teams some issues, though, for sure. So I think that they'll get uh, six wins. And I think that'll be a solid season for them, considering that not, I don't think a lot of people have them, you know, finishing, uh, getting more than uh, six or seven wins this year. Well, Vegas has them at eight and a half, but I'm with you. I have them going five and 12. I feel like I'm doing this team a little bit dirty just because I feel like they are an eight win team. 
But when you go through their schedule, I just couldn't give them more than five wins. <laughs> Seriously. It's just, it, it's tough, their uh, schedule this year. But I think things will change next year, maybe when they get Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Maybe. But um, I think to, what helped me make this decision of them going 5-12 and 12 was Vic Fangio. His incompetency helps him. <laughs> I feel like that's the word of this episode for me, just incompetent, because there's a lot of those people in the NFL. But uh, I think that helped make this decision. You looked at some of his decisions he made last year, and you're just scratching your head, like, what's going on? So, But their defense, it looks very, very good. I feel like it's one of the top defenses in the league, especially since Vaughn Miller's coming back. We'll see how he looks coming off that Achilles injury that he had last year, that which held him out. So if this defense can stay healthy, I have no problem eating my words and I have no problem saying that they could win eight or nine games this season. Um, But I think they're definitely on the right tracks in terms of their defense and their offensive weapons. They just have question mark at quarterback because I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater is not good. He's just not the answer for this team if they want to win. Moving on to the NFC, let's start off with the NFC East. We have the Washington football team. They finished first in the division last year. Vegas has their win total at eight and a half. Where do you have them? Uh, I'm going to go a nine and eight this year and finishing in second. Um, I think that the Washington football team are going to be the same team that they kind of were a year ago, but they'll just be slightly improved. Um It'll be interesting to see what their quarterback situation looks like. Cause I mean, you know, obviously they get Fitzpatrick in the door and, you know, he's named the starter and we know we've seen good Fitzpatrick. We've seen bad Fitzpatrick and we've seen unbelievable Fitzpatrick. Like, dude, like I'm still geeking out about that throw he had against the Raiders where he couldn't even really see it somehow completed that pass with his helmet literally like getting yanked off his head off his head like it's crazy bro but uh defensively man this team i think is that's where they're gonna hang their hat is on their defense because ron rivera obviously that's what he's known for and i think this team is going to be trying to shut teams down and pretty much um try to, to to frustrate their opponents as much as possible and you know, if it comes down to it, if they have to win ugly, then they have to win ugly. But it's, you know, it's going to be a win by any means necessary type feel to it. So I think that they're going to be able to scrape a lot of the different wins against some teams that maybe a lot of people don't expect. And, you know, a lot of people I know have them finishing atop this division. But I feel that there's one team that's a bit better than them, healthy. But again, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I am finishing second in the division as well, going 10 and seven. And what you were referring to as insane is what they call Fitz magic that, and I think Washington got him and you give him that Washington defense, the football team could cause some problems for teams in the NFC. I mean, you look at their defense last year, they were absolutely amazing in chase young's first season. And I think they're just going to take, another step in the right direction so and then you look at some of their young guys they have they have terry mclaurin logan thomas they went out and got curtis samuels who is battling a growing injury that has bothered bothered him all summer so that's kind of concerning if you are a washington fan but i think with or without curtis samuel i think this team is pretty solid they have one of my favorite running backs in the entire league in antonio gibson who i think is going to have an absolute breakout uh sophomore year so it's going to be interesting. I like the Washington football team this season, but I just don't think they have enough to make the playoffs. 
Moving on to the New York Giants, their win total. Vegas has it at seven. Where do you have them at? Uh, I'm going to go with them finishing five and 12. Uh, I think that the New York Giants are still probably pissed off that they didn't slide their way into the playoffs last year. But um, I, I just, mm, I'm, I'm just not sure. I mean, obviously, I'm really intrigued to see what uh, Daniel Jones looks like coming back this year. I'm also uh, happy that um, Barkley's going to be back in the run game. Um, he, Definitely was a big miss for them and uh, sucked for a lot of fantasy owners that he went down so early in the season because he pretty much killed a lot of people's fantasy leagues. Um, But uh, ultimately with the Giants, I think that this team is still trying to find themselves and trying to find their way in the NFL and trying to find their way in this uh, division. I don't see them, you know, really being able to compete with the likes of the football team or the Cowboys. So I feel like the Giants are going to have to settle for third place and they're going to settle for a five and 12 finish this year. I haven't going four and 13 finishing last in the division. I'm not high on the Giants at all this year. Um, we know sake we, we don't know how Saquon's going to be coming back from his ACL surgery last year, even though he is Saquon, but I don't know how much it's going to hold him back. Um, and then Kenny Galladay, who they paid a lot of money for the top receiver in free agency is already having hamstring issues and, you know, those soft tissue injuries, they're pretty nagging, especially for a physical wide receiver like Kenny Galladay, who, you know, jump ball come down you know hamstring issue already that's not going to look good um evan ingram their tight end he's just made out of glass he has not been able to stay (laughs) healthy through his career so far which is sad because i think he is a very promising player and then daniel jones he's throwing to the wrong players in practice so (laughs) that's that that's already a problem right there so This team just is, it seems like a recipe for disaster and their defense is subpar. I'm not going to knock their defense because they have some guys that I like on that defense, but I just don't think it's enough to carry this offense. Um, So I'm not really a fan of this team and I'll be surprised if they win more than six games this year. I can't see them doing that. So that's why I have them going four and 13 and finishing last in the division. I mean, Danny Dimes doesn't have to worry about throwing, man. Uh, he, See that speed he, that he had against the Eagles, bro? Breakaway speed? Yeah, and then he got sniped. Speed. He got sniped. <laughs> well, we, we have to find him a new name. Danny Dimes, he's diming it up to the defense. <laughs> yeah. So we got to find him a new nickname because that is not – that's not – Danny Donuts? <laughs> not something. Um Let's move on. We got the Cowboys. They finished third last season. Um, their win total is at nine wins this season. Where do you have them, Corey? I'm going with the top spot for me. Maybe it's the hard knocks vibes that I was getting because I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Hard knocks really sold me on the Cowboys this year. I'm like, bro, I feel like they're about to do something serious this year. Uh, but yeah, I got them finishing in the top spot for me, 13 and four. Um, I was trying to be realistic and not, you know, be a Cowboys fan with my predictions and say that they were going to go like 14 and three or 15 and two or something crazy like that. So I think 13 and four is, you know, probably a little bit, you know, adventurous, but at the same time, uh, it's slightly optimistic, but it's, I feel like it's a mixture of realism in there as well. But I, I think that they're, they're ready to bounce back, man. Dak is looking good. Uh, depending on, you know, we'll see what he looks like um, Thursday night opening game. Uh, but I'm excited, man, because if they seem like they got everybody ready to go and rearing to go, everybody's healthy, everybody's back. 
And the question is always going to be, can that defense be able to, you know, hang in there and be able to stop somebody and not allow themselves to get completely just, you know, trampled upon. But uh, if their defense holds firm, I think offensively, they got one of the best teams in the division, in the NFC. And if they can turn the clock back to maybe like that 2017, 2018 season, man, bro, Cowboys going to be in there. Yeah, I haven't finished in first in division, 12 and five, but this is all dependent on Dak Prescott being healthy because obviously he had that gruesome injury last year. But going into this off or going into training camp, um, we saw in hard knocks, he already messed up his shoulder. So we'll see how that shoulder is. So far, he is a good uh, good to go in week one against the Bucks tonight. So it'll be interesting to see, but I think this their entire season rides on their quarterback in Dak Prescott because when he is healthy, they have one of the best offense in the entire league. So it's exciting to watch when he's on the field, um, especially given that wide receiving core that they have of Gallup, Mari Cooper, and C.D. Lamb. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, and defensively, that's always been their problem, though. And I think this offseason, they made a few good moves on the defensive side of things. They drafted Michael Parsons, who is maybe a sleeper for rookie of the year. Um, mm. And then they signed Keanu Neal from the Falcons, who they moved from safety to linebacker. So that's going to be interesting. So I have high expectations for them, but kind of just like every other year, I have high expectations for them. And they kind of <laughs> don't really, you know, live up to them. So we'll see. But I think this year, if Dak is healthy, I could see them definitely doing big things this season. Last but not least, we got the Eagles. They finished last place in the division. Their win total, Vegas has them at six and a half. Where do you have them? Uh, similar to the Giants, they got them going five and 12. Um, Jalen Hurts, man. Uh, I feel like he kind of got done dirty at the last game of the season. Uh, Should have played, in my opinion. But, I mean, hey, he can't go back. can only go forward. But now he is the guy. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on his shoulders to be able to, you know, get things going and really, you know, get Philly fans uh, trust that he can be their starting QB going forward. But as a team as a whole, you know, this team looks like a huge shell of the team that won the Super Bowl a few years ago. That's for sure. But uh, ultimately, I think that the Eagles are in a transition mode for sure. Um, curious to see how the defense performs because that's been their biggest Achilles heel these past couple of years. And I'm really uh, ultimately uh, just, just, keying in on you know what they're looking like you know midway through the season and if they're you know maybe looking to get any sort of better get worse maybe they're looking to cut you know a few guys here and there and trade a few guys here and there or are they gonna you know maybe make a move here and there because I feel like Philly is that team that you never know what they're thinking about especially with Howie Roseman like you don't know what they're gonna do so uh I don't expect a whole lot this year from them but I'm Excited to see what Jalen Hurts can do. I got him going five and twelve as well. Too, I think they made some subtle moves that not a lot of people are talking about the off season. That on paper they, I mean, those moves look good, but I don't think it's anywhere near in, uh, enough to help them compete right now. So, and my favorite move was them. Uh, getting an extra first round pick next or next uh, draft and still getting their guy in Devontae Smith. So it's going to be interesting to see Jalen Hurts his first year as a full-time starting quarterback. They did trade for Gardner Minshew. So I think they're kind of just letting Jalen Hurts know, Hey, we got a, we got a guy. So just make sure you're performing 
out there. Um, and then their offensive line, if they can stay healthy, I mean, they're good, but their offensive line was just banged up last year and it was hell for guys like uh, Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz, Joe Flacco too. So we'll see with uh, their rookie receiver, Devontae Smith, how he'll do and how Jalen Hurts will do. Miles Sanders uh, defensively, they got Anthony Harris, but other than that, I don't have high expectations for this year. I think it's going to be more of a learning year for Jalen Hurts and rookie head coach Nick Sirianni. Let's move on to the NFC North. We have the Packers who won the division, got to the NFC Championship. Their win total is at 10 wins this season. Where, how do, where do you have them finishing? Um, I'm going to go 12 and 5. Uh, I think that this season is – Still kind of a weird one considering the fact that, like, he has so much drama happening in the offseason with the Packers. But I, I feel like they're going to put that to one side. Uh, and, you know, with the whole restructuring of Aaron Rodgers' contract, so that way he can become, you know, available uh, at the end of uh, next year. Uh, I think that there is some modus operandi for the Green Bay Packers to still be motivated to get back to the NFC championship game and go a step further and get back and get to the Super Bowl. So they should still be motivated. I think that it's just going to be kind of awkward. You know, it's like an awkward situation because you know that the guy who you called your starting QB and you loved for so many years as Green Bay Packer fans is kind of on the fence about being there and was trying to get the heck up out of there. So I mean, it's just going to be awkward maybe for the first few weeks, but, you know, once they start winning, once they start, you know, getting into that that that, uh, that groove that they love to get into and that relax <laughs> mantra comes out, I think that Green Bay is going to be another team that's going to win this division again. I don't really see any other team being able to, you know, challenge them at, at in this division. And I think ultimately they're going to be battling with the Bucks for that top spot in home field advantage. I got them finishing first in the division as well, going 12 and five. Seems that the Aaron Rodgers drama is now behind them and it's going to be their quote unquote last dance this uh, season. So very similar roster coming in from last season and they made the NFC championship last year. So I don't see much changing unless something drastic happens with like Aaron Rodgers, this whole drama thing, uh, him wanting to move on. But I, I, I don't see how this team is not good, barring any uh, crazy injuries. So we'll we'll see. But I, I think they're going to have a successful year in Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay. Moving on, we got the Chicago Bears finished second last year. Their win total is at seven and a half. Where do you have them finishing this year? I got the Bears finishing in second at uh, eight and nine, just missing out on the playoff spot. But I think that kind of all depends on how – quick the trigger is on them deciding who is going to be the starter between Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. Now, I obviously know that, you know, Andy Dalton is QB one as of now, but I don't know if that leash is going to be quite long for him because, you know, the pressure is going to come from those Chicago fans because they spent a lot in order to get Justin Fields as far as draft capital. And they did a lot to move up to in order to get him. They're not going to be, you know, fine with him just sitting and riding the bench if things are not going quite well and they're not winning games, especially early on. So I think Matt Nagy, you know, will he, you know, if he's also got to think about his job status as well when you really think about it. So 
I think uh, they will pull the trigger. Justin Fields is going to at some point take over the reins and be the starter uh, for the Bears because I, I just can't see him sitting the entire season on the bench. Um, and I think that's going to be something to be optimistic about going to the future. He's going to make plays. He's going to, you know, make big throws and, you know, provide them with a spark. But ultimately, I just think that this team is just missing something. They're just not quite there yet. And they're going to miss out on the playoff spot, but finish second in the division. I'm uh, in second as well, going seven and 10. Um, I think that piece that's missing is probably their head coach. A couple uh, screws that are loose in there because, uh, like I said, my favorite word, incompetent, and that is Matt Nagy. He is literally giving me Adam Gase vibes. I'm going to start calling him Adam Gase 2.0 because, like, to not start Justin Fields is pretty insane. I get that you paid Andy Dalton $10 million for, for a season, but who cares about the money if it's not going to translate into wins or it's going to be a lot more stressful to translate into wins than a quarterback that a better quarterback that you have. So, cause given this defense that they have, I feel like this could easily be a playoff team if they have uh, a good quarterback and good coaching, which I think they have at least one of those. Cause I think Justin Fields <laughs> is a solid player, but I don't think he'll start until week five, which is four weeks too late in my opinion. But like I said, they're riding with Andy Dalton for some odd reason, uh, even though he doesn't give them the best chance to win in my opinion. Um, and I talked about their defense being solid. I think outside of cornerback, cornerback day, it's I'm a little shaky about that. But um, even if the Bears started Justin Field, I don't think that they would make the playoffs this year. I think they have a lot better chance, and I think they should make the playoffs, but I don't think they will. I think next season they could take that next step into possibly being even contenders uh, when Justin Fields is under center. You know, it's crazy. Uh, I heard somebody say that Matt Nagy is supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, but he can't whisper to any quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's up with that? <laughs> I'm like, damn. It's, I, I don't know. I think it has to do with that double doink. That double doink has gotten to him, and he just has not been For able to real. shake it off. Because he he rewatched it the entire offseason after they lost and made the, the Bears players. He just has PTSD like, about it. It keeps going over and over in his head. Yeah, I'm like, fam, that's crazy. But, I mean, you have to also remember the reason that he's probably decided not to start him is he. this is a guy who is under the Andy Reid regime, who Andy Reid didn't start Patrick Mahomes out the gate. Obviously, different scenarios. A lot different, different really scenario. Knew. Nobody knew who Patrick Mahomes was before he was Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, I understand it. But, I mean, like, when you do what you do in order to trade up to get Justin Fields, he does his job as far as, you know, performing in the preseason and still can't be able to break into that QB1 position. I can understand the frustration. But, but it's to I, a I, point I, where even before – Justin Fields was showing out in preseason or whatever. It was already Andy Dalton was already named the starter. And that's where my where I, where I start calling him incompetent because it's like, come on now. You spend that much uh, capital to get your guy and you're not even going to start him. So it is what it is. Uh, we'll see. I think they're just throwing away a perfectly good season and another season of Khalil Mack that they traded a lot to get Khalil Mack. So we'll see. Let's move on. Third place last year was the Vikings. Their win total is at nine wins this season. Where do you have them finishing, Corey? Uh, I got the Vikings finishing in third uh, at eight and nine as well. I, I mean, it, it's, it just feels like it's going to be another season where either Kirk Cousins has another inconsistent up and down year 
Uh, Mike Zimmer, you know, shows his incompetence, if you will. But uh, I, I don't know with this team, they have a lot of different pieces as far as offensively that would you would think would make them uh, a a solid team and capable of making it into the postseason. But for me, I don't know. It just feels like they're they don't have that same level of defense that they used to have in the past. And then also, I feel like. With Kirk Cousins, man, you just never know what you're really going to get. And it's not to say he's bad. It's just that uh, it's just sometimes so many times that he makes you go and just have you just scratching your head and wondering, what was that? What what, what are you doing there? So, but hey, I mean, Minnesota, man, I mean, good luck to y'all, but I don't really see y'all making the playoffs this year. I think y'all going eight and nine and once again, missing out. I think this is uh, my first crazy take, and that is them finishing third, same. But I have them going three and 14, which uh, I was looking back at their schedule. I was like, there's no way this team is a three-win team. Like, I, I, I tried looking at their schedule, but I'm just like, dude, this might be one of the toughest schedules in the NFL. I, I was just having a tough time giving them more wins, just given who they were playing. Um I mean, the only thing that I can say is on the bright side, they could look at it as a throwaway year, which I don't think it's going to be. Like, I, I definitely see myself being in the wrong this year about the Vikings, but that's that's all I can give them. I, 3 and 13, um, maybe they tank, they get a promising quarterback to fill in Kirk Cousins because I think they can definitely – Kirk Cousins isn't bad, but I don't. I just don't think he's going to be the guy who gets you over – that that hump so you know what i'm saying so i expect a big year from their offense given dalvin cook what he did last year justin jefferson what he did in his rookie year adam thielen i think he has a bounce back year um and I, I think their offense can do big things but i just i i can't even see them winning that many games with that firepower that they have on offense so three and 13 pretty crazy Moving on, we got the Lions. Uh, they finished last last year. Their win total is at four and a half this season. Where do you have them? Got the finishing dead last, two and 15. Love their head coach, man. I love that energy, man. I, I'm so jealous of that dude's energy. This dude looks like, like he just wakes up and he's just automatically ready to go every single day. I wish I had that, that, that level of energy. <laughs> but Ultimately, Hold on, I'm, 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 I'm going like... to stop you right there. I'll let you finish. But, uh, damn, I sounded like Kanye right there. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I saw a TikTok. It was pretty crazy. And they were saying Dan Campbell's coffee in the morning. It has something like 2,000 grams of caffeine. Or that's probably why. Or something. Like, that's probably why. And that's why when, that's when you were talking why. about that, I'm just like, yeah, that explains a lot. And somebody on TikTok <laughs> tried to <laughs> tried to have his coffee or whatever, and it took him the whole day just to finish that coffee. And he had to like Bro. go to the bathroom. He was yakking just because of all the caffeine. And he was telling, like he was like shaking the entire day. He had to like go to bed Bro. like and sleep it out. So I, I don't know if that is true, if it is like 2,000 <laughs> grams of caffeine, but if it is, that explains a lot, talking about biting off kneecaps. Yeah, I'm like, bruh, that's crazy, mm-hmm. bro. That's probably crazier than Adam Gase when he was in his introductory interview looking like he was on crack. But, bro, I mean, Dan Campbell, man, shout out to him. But I, I just think that this first season is going to be a tough one. But uh, the only thing I can say is, like, I'm intrigued to see how Jared Goff responds to getting traded because you went from being on a Super Bowl contending team and – being uh, the, the starting quarterback and making the Super Bowl and 
now you're on a team that is a total dumpster fire as far as an organization in the Detroit Lions. And man, it's going to be a tough situation, but I'm just curious to see how he responds to the pressure of now he has to be the starting quarterback in a really bad situation, but can he make the best of it? Can he have a bounce back year? Can he surprise everybody and, you know, lead them to more than just two wins? That's what I'm really curious about. But other than that, I mean, there's really not a whole lot for me to be optimistic about as far as this team. And that's why they have to be two and 15 and in the place that they are going to be, which is last in their division. Yeah. I'm going two and 15 as well. Kind of on the same boat as the Texans where they don't really have a lot going for them this season. Um, Jared Goff. I, I just think he is not a good quarterback at all. I've been saying that don't think he was ever a good quarterback. Um, but I think the only difference between the Lions and the Texans were that, the, the Lions actually have a vision and they have draft capital to back it up. Like they have the Rams first round pick, I think for the next two years or one year, I can't remember. Um, and second round picks as well as two. So I think this, this season is going to be an absolute throwaway season, which sucks because they have players that I really like on their team, like rookie Amon Ross and Brown and then uh, Deandre Swift on their team as well too. So I, I like some of the guys on their team, but I just, I, I can't see them winning more than two games uh, this season. So it's going to suck, especially it's going to be a rough start for uh, Dan Campbell in his first season as head coach. But we'll see. Maybe that energy gets him some dubs or something. Maybe he gets them on their caffeine, uh, his caffeine regimen. So we'll see. Moving on to the NFC South, we have the team that won the division last year in the New Orleans Saints. Their win total is at nine games this season. Where do you have them finishing? I have them also going uh, eight and nine, similar to the Bears and Vikings, um, and finishing in second place. Uh, I, I think that it's going to be a tough transition from obviously Drew Brees to Jameis Winston, but to be honest, I think that it won't be that big of a transition in the sense of they'll be able to move the ball more so downfield than they were able to uh, last season. But I think the the big knock, I think, on them is you don't really know what Jameis you're going to get, you know. And it's not to say that, yes, I know he threw over 40 interceptions, but at the same time, you know, I think that he has he has, he has some good things about him. And also – he did get that laser eye surgery. So, I mean, dude should be able to see it. LASIK's been now, looking so. good so far in the preseason. <laughs> so far, yeah, so far. So, I mean, like, hey, who knows? This dude might have his best season as a starter. So, but I think the thing that's kind of holding me back from saying that the Saints will still be back to where they were as far as, like, the same team competing in the, uh, in the playoffs is I just don't like their schedule, and I don't – think that they can really hang with the Bucks, man. I think that the Bucks are just going to be too big of a team for them to have to ride up against. And their division is full of teams that are just like, you know, mid-level, mid-tier, but they can easily sneak a win here and there too. So it's going to be a tough one for them as far as uh, New Orleans goes, but I just couldn't see them getting back to the playoffs this year. I think they just miss out, unfortunately, for them. This is going to be, along with the Vikings, probably one of my craziest takes, and I have not finishing third in the division. I have not going 5-12 and 12 this season. So, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I just I just can't see it for the Saints. No more Drew Brees, no Michael Thomas until week seven at the earliest. Right. And then Emmanuel Sanders is gone. That interior D line doesn't look that great. And like you said, they're a victim of a very tough schedule just because they finished first last year. So they have a very tough schedule. And I think Sean Payton has his work cut out for him this season um Jameis Winston it's it's we're gonna see so far I will say Jameis Winston has looked really good in the preseason given like some of the throws he's making but even some of the decisions he's making like sometimes when stuff isn't open downfield he'll still chuck it up there which is why he had that 40 interception season whatever it was so or sorry 30 interception season so um but this in the preseason he was actually checking it down which I guess when you have Alvin Kamara that definitely helps <laughs> to be able to check it down to him but like I said Sean Payton has his work cut out for him. I don't think they'll get the job done this season. But if Sean Payton can take the Saints to the playoffs, I think he is more than deserving of coach of the year. I think it's going to be unanimous coach of the year for Sean Payton. Next up, we have the Super Bowl champs. The Buccaneers finished second last year. Their win total this year is at 12 wins. Where do you got them at? Hate to be cliche, but uh, I'm gonna go 14 and three for them. Um, I think it's gonna be very difficult to beat them. I think they're. I think it won't shock me if they lose games early on in the season. Matter of fact, I actually have them losing to the Cowboys week one, which I know a lot of people are gonna be like, "Huh, what?" Yeah, but I think that that if any game is is a game that they'll they could be uh, able to lose is like the first few weeks of the season. But once they start hitting their stride it's going to be tough to beat this team, man, because they're stacked on both sides of the ball. They were able to re we keep on talking about it, but the fact that they were able to resign every single body, all of their star players, even guys who were like considered role players for them in their Super Bowl run a year ago, they were able to pretty much get everybody back. And on top of that, you still got Tom Brady, who doesn't seem like he's falling off. And if, if he's still able to be the same Tom Brady, we've seen him be, these past few years, I mean, that's going to be good enough for them to win this division. But more so than that, it's going to be good enough for them to lock up that number one overall seed in this uh, in this conference. Yeah, I got them finishing first in division at 15 and two, the best record in the league. Um, I feel like we've talked about them a lot this offseason, uh, basically bringing back every single starter from that Super Bowl team, basically running it back. And if last year was their first year and they won it all, this season should be a breeze for them. I mean, there's nothing really much to go into, um, but I, I think they're going to just basically run it back and have a hell of a season. And 15-2, and two, I can definitely see that. I don't I don't know about the Cowboys that week one. That's an interesting one, Corey. I think, I think Bucks are going to pull it off, but we'll see. We'll see. Book it. Third place last year went to the Carolina Panthers. Their win total this season is at seven and a half. Where do you have them? Another team that's having a really tough time as far as schedule wise. But uh, I mean, it's not to say they're going to be a bad team. It's just like, I, I just don't believe that they're going to be a good team this year. And I could be totally wrong on this one, but I, I'm going three and 14. They're going to finish dead last in the division. Um, I know they got Sam Darnold. I know they got some strong pieces in this team, but at the same time, I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't believe in the hype. I don't think that this is going to be a, a, a team that's going to surprise a whole lot of people. Maybe I could be wrong here, but I just don't expect a whole lot in Carolina, to be honest. And I think this is going to be just another throwaway season and they're going to get a high draft pick pretty much all I can say. 
I'm actually higher on the Panthers than most people are this season. I haven't finishing seven and 10 finishing second in the division. Um, their big move this offseason was getting Sam Darnold for a second round pick. Um, and then they're getting back arguably the most versatile running back. You can even say maybe even offensive player in the league in Christian McCaffrey. He's coming back. And then their defense, I've been boasting about their defense since last season. They are on the up and up. I said last year that this team gave them two years and they could be a top five defense in the league. They might already be a top 10 defense in this league. Um, that's how they're very young, very promising. That's why I have them winning seven games this season. So, and if Sam Darnold is the one for them, because uh, they picked up his 50 year option, if he is the one for them the next season, I could definitely see that him being, um, you know, uh, or no, sorry, not him. I could definitely see them being a playoff team next year. I think they're only a few pieces away and uh, meshing together. So we'll see. The Atlanta Falcons finished last in the division last year. Their win total is at seven and a half. Where do you have them finishing? I got the Atlanta Falcons finishing third with a record of five and 12, um, which now I think about it, I'm like, man, that seems really generous. But uh, I mean, Matt Ryan is still don't slinging that thing around there. Uh, I, I think that more so than not, I'm more so intrigued about uh, their uh, uh, right receiver, uh, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. I'm more so intrigued to see because now he's going to be, you know, wide receiver one taking over the mantle for Julio Jones. Basically was last year. He, I mean, hey, yeah. So, I mean, like, it's going to be intriguing to see what he can do and the numbers he can put up. But uh, other than that, really, I don't really have a whole lot to say about the, the Falcons. It's going to, you know, be another uh, rebuilding season for them and Another season where they can, you know, see what they have as far as their young talent. And who knows, maybe uh, they decide to maybe pull the trigger and make some moves here and there. Yeah, I got them finishing last in the division, 3-14. and 14. That's how where I got them going. Um, I think it's the end of an era in Atlanta, but at the same time, it's also the beginning of a new one um, the same season. I don't see Matt Ryan being on this team after this season, um, but I absolutely love the hiring of Arthur Smith, the Titans offense coordinator, and now he's a head coach for the Falcons. They have promising players, but they are in rebuild mode, and I think their defense might be one of, if not the worst, in the NFL this season. Um, they lost a lot of key pieces in free agency the past couple of years, and they haven't really replaced them either, so that's why I think they're just on decline like crazy and I think Matt Ryan is because he has the option to opt out next year uh, of his contract and become a free agent so we'll, we'll see what happens but I don't know man it's crazy to think that 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl and if they would have won that Super Bowl like their entire franchise could have just changed but I think that 28 to 3 choke is still haunting them kind of like how the double doink is haunting Matt Nagy so I think the only way is to to release that from over their head is to move on from Matt Ryan and hit that rebuild button which I think they will this season or at the end of the season for sure yeah good good little reminder there <laughs> I'm sure they may want to still think about that. absolutely you know you know I gotta do it <laughs> all right let's move on we got last but not least the NFC West probably the toughest division in the NFL and then we have the Seahawks, who finished first last year. Their win total is at 10 games this season. And where do you have them? I'm going to say this right now. 
Every single team in this division is making the playoffs for me. Every single team is making the playoffs for me. But as far as the Seahawks, this might be a little controversial, but I got them finishing at nine and eight, last in the division this year. I think that every other team in their division got better than them. I think also they, you know, obviously got a tough schedule. Offensive line, I wouldn't, you know, it's going to be tough to protect Russell Wilson when you have, you know, the Cardinals, when they're improved defensive line, the 49ers, what they got, and the Rams, what they got, it's going to be a tough situation for them. So I feel like they're going to struggle in their division, but they're still the Seahawks. They still have Russell Wilson. They still have a a solid overall offensive game and a a, a pretty decent run game, to be honest with you. But uh, I I still think that they're capable of getting to the playoffs just for for the sole fact they have Russell Wilson and they're going to be a consistent playoff team like so far even when they've had worse uh you know supporting cast for Russell Wilson and uh he's been in worse situations and he's still been able to be in the playoff mix so I think the Seahawks are going to still make it to the playoffs even though I think that they take a slight step backwards I'm on the same boat as you I have every single team in the division making the playoffs as well too the first time it's ever going to be done um and <laughs> it's crazy you're basically taking the words out of my mouth because i think they take a step back this year new offensive coordinator but they have the same offensive line and the same russell wilson running for his life trying to make throws that's what it's going to be like basically this entire season the only difference and the reason why i have him slightly worse is just because i think that defense is not as good they have a few playmakers on the team like jamal adams bobby wagner uh, carlos dunlap played pretty well for them last year as well too but to, to be in the toughest division in the NFL, it's just not going to get the job done. Um, but I think their offense has enough firepower to sustain their season and help them sneak into the playoffs as that last seed. Next up, we have the Los Angeles Rams who finished second last year. Their win total is at 10.5 wins. Where do you have them? I got the Rams top in the division at 12-5. and five. Um Obviously made that big move to get Matthew Stafford, which was one of the most high-profile moves in uh, this offseason. But I, I think that he, if he's barring he stays healthy, which is always a key thing, but if he stays healthy, this team can really honestly do better than what I'm predicting them to even do. But they did have a big loss. They lost their running back this offseason, out for the season, uh, I was just I, – I felt like if they would have had him, then I feel like they really can honestly push for uh, being the top speed in this uh, conference. But their running game is going to be an up-and-down one, and that's going to put a lot more pressure on Matthew Stafford, which he's not incapable of handling. But, I mean, you're going to be throwing the ball a lot. And if you're going to have to be throwing the ball a lot, you can defense is going to sit and hone in on that. Um, but – I think uh, they might even have to get maybe creative with trying to make a move or something if they're trying to win the Super Bowl this season, which, I mean, no reason not to. I mean, they got they would have home field advantage if they were able to get there. So uh, the Rams definitely going to be pushing, and I think that they top this division, but it's going to be a tough one for sure. I got them finishing second, but I have them going 13-4. and four. As a second in the division, I think Sean McVay, he finally gets a good quarterback. Matt Stanford finally gets a good defense. So I think the Rams are the real deal this season. Like you mentioned, uh, Cam Aker, who's out for the season with the Achilles injury. But I think they're still chilling at running back. They have Daryl Henderson, and then they recently traded for Sonny Michelle, who was a former first-round pick. 
So I think they, I think offensively they're going to be just fine, um, especially given the weapons that Matt Stafford has in Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Higby, Deshaun Jackson as well too, which I feel like a lot of people forget <laughs> that he's on that team. So it, it, coming yep. home. So it's going to be. Uh, I, I have high hopes for the Rams this season, and uh, I think they could definitely do damage. I could even see them winning the division, but. I mean, at 13 and four, you'd think they'd be winning the division with that record. But <laughs> like I said, this division is just way too tough. Next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals who just missed the playoffs last season. Uh, and this season, Vegas has them winning or their win total at eight and a half. Where do you have them winning? Uh, I know everybody's pretty much yammering and saying that Cliff Kingsbury uh, is going to be fired at some point this season, but he holds his job. Uh, if 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 he can get this team to the playoffs, and I think that is exactly what's going to happen. They're going to finish 10 and 7, third place in the division for me, but it's going to be good enough for them to be able to get into the postseason finally. Um, but I think the big thing for me is obviously they can light you up offensively, they can air it out. Kyler Murray can do what he can do, but defensively, defense wins championships. Dick Vitale said it best, baby. And that's going to be true for them. I think they did a lot of good things as far as upgrading uh, their defense, especially getting J.J. Watt in the door, uh, which is going to provide a lot more pressure on the quarterback, which is going to be something that they can really utilize. Um, they did lose some in the – they did lose uh, Patrick Peterson, uh, but I feel like yeah, that that – won't be a huge loss it'll be a bit it'll be a it'll be a loss obviously but it won't be a big loss for them depending on who they're able to utilize because obviously Malcolm Butler it's looking like he's going to be retiring but they could potentially pick somebody up at some point or another I can definitely see that happening maybe just before the trade deadline or maybe they uh you know pick somebody up if they decide to if they get cut or something like that so um Cardinals I feel like their biggest worry is how are they going to be able to to stop teams? But I, I think that they should be a good team and they should be good enough to make the playoffs this year. They should. I'm finishing third in the division at 11 and six. I feel like the Cardinals are being disrespected. I mean, Vegas has them at eight and a half wins. Um, and after going 10 and six last season, I feel like they only got better this offseason uh like you mentioned jj Watt, they got james connor they got aj green um and then they're getting chandler jones back from an injury a guy if you look at the stats since i think 2015 uh jj Watt and chandler jones them two are at the top of the list of the most sacks in the league since then so i mean you have those two guys coming off each edge is going to be scary for uh quarterbacks in this division and uh, well against whoever they play so I think they made some very solid acquisitions this offseason to go with their season that they had last year. Um, oh, and a reminder, they have probably one of the best quarterback wide receiver duos in Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. So this team's really nice. I have uh, high expectations for them so long as Cliffs Kingsbury doesn't mess it up. So we'll see. And also to your cornerback uh, comment, uh, I think Patrick Peterson's a little washed, which is why they let him go. But there is a very high cornerback still in the market. But right now he's dealing with, um, I think, like mental stuff and stuff like that. And that's uh, Richard Sherman. So if Richard Sher Sherman can get back, uh, you know, to where he needs to be, I could see the Cardinals trying to pursue a guy like Richard Sherman. 
again would just be another big acquisition in a division that is just filled with talent. absolutely last but not least we got the san francisco 49ers finished last uh in the division last season vegas has their win total at 10 and a half this season where do you have them at it's going to be intriguing this season because it's going to be uh, obviously they, they have something to think about as far as like they spent, you know, first round pick on Trey Lance. But I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for sure uh, in this division for them to win it, which is why I have them finishing in second at 12 and five. And I think Shanahan's got a lot of decisions on his hands as far as does he ride with Jimmy G or does he go straight away and throw in uh, Trey Lance? So I think I like the fact that you do have a mixture at quarterback. Um, I don't expect them to to do quarterback by committee at, at all, but I think Jimmy G is going to know that he's on a short leash. And if he's not getting the job done, then they're going to straight away go to Trey Lance, who really has been kind of up and down in the preseason. I mean, he had that big time 80 yard, throw, 80 yard touchdown pass right out the gate, which already who, if, if you replace Trey Lance and Jimmy G in that Super Bowl, that was the play that they needed Jimmy G to make in order for them to secure the Super Bowl. So, I mean, damn. Uh, but anyway, I feel like the 49ers, their biggest problem was they just had issues as far as staying healthy, but if they stay healthy, man, they could be a really tough team to deal with because they still got a solid overall run game. They still got the defense. They still got, you know, the offensive weapons. So, and the head coach, which I do like, but you know, it's just the decision-making can they be able to make the right decision at the right time? So we will have to wait and see, but I got the 49ers finishing second at 12 and five. I got them finishing first. I think I might be a little over my head, but I got them going 14 and three this season. Um, you also got to remember this team is only two years removed from making the Super Bowl last year and almost True winning that. it. So, and given their season last year, which was absolutely injury plagued for them, um, I think they bounce back and pick up right where they left off after that Super Bowl loss. Um, but this time they have a rookie quarterback who could take this team to another level. And I think he does do that. I don't think he starts, I think he actually doesn't start for a while. But like you said, I think GBG is going to be on a short leash. Um, and in the preseason, I actually think Trey Lance looked pretty good. He had the highest percentage of dropped catches by his receivers in the preseason. And he was also, you got to remember, he was running with the second team. So you give him Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, they're making those plays. So I think Trey Lance could definitely, he's definitely going to be starting at some point this season. And I think that he's definitely going to take them to the next level. And I think a lot of people don't talk about their offseason moves when they uh, they got way better on the offensive line. They brought in guys like Trent Williams, added Alex Mack, two old veteran guys who can still get the job done and help out, uh, especially a young rookie quarterback whenever he does start. The only knock against them, I will say, is that they did lose Richard Sherman in the secondary, who was a key piece for them. But I think they'll just they'll do just fine uh, without him. So I got to say, watch out for the Niners this year, guys because they're going to do some big things. All right, now that we've gone through our records, let's talk about the playoffs and our predictions with that. Let's start off with the AFC. Who was your first seed? So my first seed in the AFC was the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, not really surprised there. Um, I do feel, though, that the, the biggest threat to them getting that first seed is definitely Cleveland. But um, I just had them 
slightly edging it out. Again, reminder for for me, I got the Chiefs going fourteen and three, and the Browns are thirteen and four, and the Bills are thirteen and four. So I got Chiefs number one, Bills number two, Browns number three. So I got the Browns number one. I they got that first round by. Um, but like I said, I think they just have one of the most stacked rosters in the entire NFL. So uh, I, I, I forgot to mention that they have a two, probably the best running back duo in the league in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So they're going to be a, a, a major threat in the NFL. Moving on, we got the seventh versus two seed. You said this two seed. Do you have the Bills? Who is your number seven yes, seed? Number seven seed is going to be the Dolphins. And who do you have winning that matchup? I got the Bills moving on. I think it's going to be good for Miami to finally break through, make the, the postseason. But going on the road, you know, going to be a tough, crazy environment. Going to be probably snowing. Going to be, a, you know, just a hectic environment. Bills fans wins. are going to be in the building. Yes, 40-mile-an-hour you know wins. You see Justin Tucker missing two field goals <laughs> in the playoffs last year. Exactly. Yeah, the weather was brutal. Yeah, so – yeah, you know that weather is going to be crazy. I think Buffalo is just going to be able to edge it out against Miami and take that one. I got the Chiefs and the second seed playing the Patriots as a seventh seed. I got the Chiefs winning it. Uh, I just think the Chiefs have too much firepower. I think the Patriots are going to get back to their uh, – I think the Patriots are actually going to give them a run for their money. I think they're going to make it tough on the Chiefs just because experience with Bill Belichick. and But I just think the inexperience in Mac Jones – uh, is going to show, and uh, the Chiefs are going to be able to win it. The three seed, you got the Chiefs, and who's your six seed? Oh, no, no. The three seed for me, I had the Browns, and oh, sorry. I had the Chargers. Okay. Chargers at the six seed. So uh, out of that matchup between the Browns and the Chargers, I got to go Cleveland here. Cleveland got the home field advantage. I already told you guys, Cleveland at home is going to be one of the scariest teams nobody's going to want to go to that dog pound and they're going to hold firm and going to give Justin Herbert and the chargers a very rough time. And I see them no moving pun on. Nope. No <laughs> pun intended. I got the bills at three seed. I got the Chargers as a six seed as well, but I got the bills mafia winning it. A lot of tables being broken that night. Uh, and I just <laughs> think that the chargers are just a little unexperienced, um, but they'll get that taste of the playoffs and come back with vengeance the following year. So long as they stay healthy. Um, but I think the bills they've been here, they were almost in the super bowl last year. So I think they continue because they, I, don't, I think they, don't take a step back. If anything, they took a step forward from last season and they win uh, or they beat the Chargers. Next up, we got the four five seed game. Uh, who's your fourth seed? Who's your fifth seed? And who do you have winning? So Kush is going to love this one. It's going to be the Tennessee Titans as my fourth seed. And the fifth seed is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Except this time, I think the Tennessee Titans uh, defeat the Ravens. At home, I think that they're just going to have a little bit too much for the Ravens to handle, and they're going to move on to take on the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. Same thing. I got the Titans. I got the Ravens, four or five, the rubber match. In the last three years, these teams have played each other <laughs> uh, in one of their first games. Uh, last year, it was in the wild card round. The year before, that was in the divisional round. This year, it's going to be the wild card round, and I Got to go with my Ravens. I think they take the rubber match, and I think they definitely beat the Titans, even though they added uh, Julio Jones. But that's that's how I got it rolling. NFC, who is your first-round buy? 
first round bye is going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, again, reminder, 14 and three. I got them same 15 and two. I got the Buccaneers two, seven seed. Who do you have and who do you have winning? I have the Cowboys at the second seed, finishing 13 and four as a reminder. And then the seventh seed is going to be the Seattle Seahawks finishing nine and eight. I think the Cowboys, when they matched up against the Seahawks a few years ago in the playoffs, they gave the Seahawks a tough time. Obviously, new faces, new places. But I think that this is going to hold firm to be the same result again. Cowboys get the dub at home against a very tough and difficult Seahawks team. Probably goes down to the wire. Maybe even needs uh, to be decided by a field goal. But ultimately, I think Dak, Prescott, and them boys are going to the divisional round. I got the 49ers in the second seed and the Seahawks in the seventh seed. I got the Niners winning this one. Uh, it's going to be that third matchup uh, with each other. I had the Niners winning both games in the regular season, and I got them winning the third one again in the postseason wildcard round. Just think the Niners are too much for the Seahawks to handle. Next up, 3-6 seed. Who do you have? I got the Packers at the three seed, 12 and five, just a reminder. And then at the six seed, it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals, 10 and seven finish for them. Congratulations, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, and you guys making it to the playoffs, but got to go to Lambeau and get your heads beat in by the Green Bay Packers. Cause I just think that even though they made upgrades, like I said, this is going to be a tough game. But it's also going to be one where I don't know if they're going to be ready for that playoff environment. I don't know if they're going to be ready for that uh, climate either. And I think that this is just going to be one that Aaron Rodgers licks his chops and is throwing it straight to Devontae Adams. And they're taking it to the house and they're just having a fun old dandy time in Lambeau, getting plenty of Lambeau leaps. And they're going to the division around three seed. I got the Cowboys six seed. I got the Cardinals. I uh, got the Cowboys winning in a matchup where two head coaches who have been questioned the last couple seasons. So it's going to be an interesting, I'm going to say checkers match. Cause I don't think neither of these guys could play chess. So I'll say checkers, <laughs> <laughs> but I got the Cowboys ultimately winning. I just think too much firepower for the Cardinals to keep up last, but not least in the wild card round, we got the four versus five seed. Who do you have? So 4-5 matchup, I got the Rams taking on the 49ers. 12-5, both of them, you know, it's going to be a tough one. It's the third time these teams are going to be meeting up against each other. But surprise, surprise, y'all, I got the 49ers defeating the Los Angeles Rams going on to the divisional round, and they will play against the Buccaneers. So I got the Packers at the four seed and the Rams at the fifth seed, a rematch of the divisional round, I believe it was last year, where it was a close mm-hmm. game. Jared Goff playing with like a broken thumb or something like that, um, <laughs> yep, but actually yep. looks good. Maybe he's better with a messed up thumb and in the frozen tundra that is Lambeau Field. Um, but I mean, new quarterback uh, for the Rams this time, and that's why I think they edge out the Packers and they beat the Packers in Aaron Rodgers' last hurrah in green bay moving on to the divisional matchups uh what are your afc matchups and who do you have winning okay so my divisional matchups are as follows in the one four matchup i got the chiefs number one overall seed taking on against the tennessee titans gotta go with the chiefs there in the two three matchup we got the buffalo bills at the two seed 
taking down the Cleveland Browns, the number three seed. And those two move on to the AFC championship game for a rematch there. For me, I got the Chiefs uh, playing the Bills as the 2-3 matchup. And I got the Chiefs winning this one, a rematch of the AFC championship game. I think the Chiefs still hold high and they win on the backs of Patty Mahomes and that new offensive line. And then I got the Ravens versus Browns, the 1-5 seed and a divisional matchup with one another. But I got the Browns winning. I see my Ravens falling in the divisional round, and just the Browns are too good and are going to move on to the conference championship. NFC, what do you have? So NFC divisional round goes as follows. I got the number one overall seed, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, going up against the number five seed, San Francisco 49ers, Tom Brady against his boyhood club, against a team that he grew up rooting for, but he's going to have to taste a salty L in this one because I got the 49ers upsetting the Buccaneers here. I think it's going to be the biggest shock of the NFL playoffs. No one's going to see it coming, but I think that the 49ers are going to get that upset and they are going to head to the NFC championship game. The number two seeded Cowboys go up against and host the number three seed Green Bay Packers. And in this one, Aaron Rodgers bows out. And Dak Prescott and them boys are back in the NFC Championship game as the Cowboys reign supreme over the Green Bay Packers and book a ticket in the NFC Championship against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Gonna have another Mason Crosby game winning field goal. We'll see. Maybe, maybe. Uh, For me, I got the Niners versus the Cowboys. The two and three seeds, I got the Niners winning. I got to ride with them. I just think their defense will be able to hold tight against this loaded offense of the Cowboys. And I think that the offense of the Niners will outweigh the defense of the Cowboys. And then I have the Buccaneers one seed playing against the number five seeded Rams. I got the Buccaneers winning. Uh, Tom Brady seeing the Rams again back in 2018, 2017, when uh, the Patriots played the Rams in the Super Bowl. And I have Tom Brady ultimately trumping Sean McVay yet again and getting to the conference championship. Moving on, we got the AFC and the NFC championship. Let's start off with AFC championship. What's your matchup and who you got winning? Rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. Number one overall seed, Kansas City Chiefs, taking on the number two seed, Buffalo Bills, in Kansas City. And it's going to be very similar to what it was a season ago, but I think it's just going to be a little bit more closer. I think the Kansas City Chiefs edge out the Bills and book a ticket back to the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium. On the NFC side, we got the 49ers taking on the Cowboys, 49ers, the fifth seed, Cowboys, the second seed. And I think it's just like Kush predicted. I think the 49ers are going to take down the Cowboys back-to-back road victories for the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan and his team are going back to the Super Bowl, and they are going to have a rematch against Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. In the AFC, I got the Browns versus the Chiefs, the one-two seeds in the Uh, AFC and I have the Browns winning I have them getting their revenge against 
in that divisional round against the the Chiefs in where they went up for it when the Chiefs went for it on what was it fourth and one Tyreek Hill taking it out and you know sealing the victory. Don't think they're going to be in that situation again because I have the Browns winning it and making it to the Super Bowl. NFC, I got the number one seeded Buccaneers versus the number two seeded 49ers. As much as I want the Niners to win and get to the Super Bowl, just because I have that much faith in them, I got the Buccaneers. I, I mean, you see what they did last year. Nothing has changed in that franchise for them and that roster. And I have them going back to the Super Bowl yet again. Super Bowl matchup. What is it? I got the... Chiefs against the 49ers. 49ers have made an unbelievable run here, winning back-to-back road wins. And I think that it's going to be a tough one here. But I think that the Chiefs, yet again, reign supreme, and they beat the 49ers just as they did a couple seasons ago. And Patrick Mahomes gets his second Super Bowl. Andy Reid gets his second Super Bowl as a head coach. And the Chiefs are back on top of the NFL. I got the Browns versus the Buccaneers in Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. This is a tough one. This is a very tough one going back and forth because these are the two most loaded rosters in the NFL, can beat you in every which way, can defend you in every which way. But I ultimately have Baker Mayfield trumping Tom Brady and the Browns winning the Super Bowl championship Uh, as much as it pains me to say this, but I just think the Browns are that good this season and they could be the Buccaneers. They could just run through that AFC and win the Super Bowl this year. Hey, you know, what's crazy Kush is uh, I don't know if you remember when they had the hundred anniversary for the NFL, there was a commercial that they did on the night of the Super Bowl before the uh, the season started where they showed Tom Brady handing over his rings to Baker Mayfield. And a lot of people were like, yo, is he passing the torch to, to Baker in the commercial? So I'm like, who knows, man? We might be seeing that, that Super Bowl matchup between those two. And who knows? Maybe Baker Mayfield does end up leading the Browns to their first ever Super Bowl victory in franchise That's history. interesting. I never noticed that. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe. That'll be interesting to watch. But that's going to wrap it up for this NFL episode. We have football. Football is back after a long time. Thank you. My Sundays are going to be fulfilled. I'm going to be <laughs> in the holy seat in my house on the couch watching the TV. I know it's the holy day. It's the holy day for me because I get to watch football all day long. But it's uh, make sure you guys are following us on our social medias on Twitter at the underscore nosebleeds. That's K-N-O-W-S bleeds on Instagram the nosebleeds and on facebook look up the nosebleeds podcast the spotify apple podcast we're on that um make sure you check us out there if you're listening on apple podcast shoot us at five star rating if you like what you heard write a review if you're feeling generous really helps us out Corey, any last words man hopefully this is going to be a crazy crazy nfl season hopefully it's going to be an unpredictable season and at the end of the day i'm just hoping that we see a lot of good football hopefully not a lot of injuries and not any whole lot of COVID drama going on either but i mean at the end of the day i'm just happy like you said the football is back and i cannot wait to see all the drama that ensues and all the chaos that is about to ensue this nfl season so good luck to everybody's team ultimately y'all y'all know what our picks are let us know what y'all picks are 
and we'll be sure to you know maybe you know give y'all a shout out next episode absolutely and stay tuned for our award predictions that's coming up on overtime we'll catch y'all later deuces